Hold on to your butts. These are the Squashbuckler Diaries. Welcome back. My name is Guy Hasson and you are listening to the Squash Buckler Diaries podcast. The daily diaries of the girl in the dream, the girl who lives in the dream, as told by the red dragon who watches over her, but usually doesn't participate in the adventures. Show. So, not show. So, show so. Joy and Justin, her father, who is only there when he sleeps, have summoned the red dragon to help uh, to help them with an adventure. And they are in the middle of an adventure. The adventure began in the episode called The Return of the Red Dragon. So the Red Dragon now is wounded. Uh, she was wounded in the last episode. And now we see, and only Joy, the five and a half year old, is there to possibly save the day or, you know, die together. Why not? Justin, the father who, whose dream protects her usually, is counting on the Red Dragon, who is such a powerful being, to save her so that he's having his own separate adventure. Okay? Excellent. Let's begin. Episode 37. How Joy Wins. Joy's age five and a half, told by the Red Dragon. I'd believed that coming to assist Dragon Little and Dragon Father would be easy. I am more formidable than any monster or villain that they had fought that I have seen. But I had not taken into account that Dragon Father thought the same, and that he would add to his dream things that were too much for a dragon. I had fallen into a vat of acid that even now ate through my hide, I was writhing on the floor of the Flying Flies' floating capital city, and Dragon Little, a five-and-a-half-year-old human girl living in a dream, comforted me and told me she would save me. I was afraid that, separated from the dreamer, separated from her father who trusted me to save her, it would be an end to both of our lives. Dragon Little turned her back to me and looked at the swarm of powerful flying flies coming at us. They were joined, as before, in a way that can cause more wind than even I can handle. Even through the pain eating at my skin, I could see her stop to think. She sheathed back her sword and pulled out her laser pistol. Okay, this is what we're going to do, she told me. I'm going to shoot the floor and you're going to fall into the ocean. We were a few kilometers above the endless ocean of Dragonfather's dream. The water, she said, will clean you up. I'm going to distract them by jumping after you and floating the other way. What? No! Then you'll fly back behind them and burn them with fire. Little one, that will never work. I'm in too much pain. I couldn't tell her that she lived in a dream. I couldn't tell her that hers and her father's crazy plans only walked because they were inside his dream and that his subconscious was protecting her. But there was nothing else I had time to say. She fired at the floor beneath me, saying, You're so funny, trust me. She created a small hole in the floor that immediately collapsed under my weight, and I fell. I could not even fly for all the pain of the acid still burning me. 
To get red, you have to get through me, I heard her shout. A few seconds later, I heard, Yee-haw! She had jumped. Still falling, I looked up. She was a few kilometers above me. She had spread her arms and legs and aimed herself away from my fall. My heart beat faster. Joy, I thought. Joy, Shelley, you can't die so young. Then I saw her turn around in the air and begin to fire at the swarm chasing her. I hit the water as if it was a brick floor. All I could think about was Joy, no longer dragon little. Now she was the girl I needed to save. She was right. The water took away the acid. The pain of it burrowing through my tough skin was gone. Now only the pain of the damage remained. I couldn't hear anything above water. I flapped my wings, wanting to save her, needing to save her. It hurt, but the wings moved. In a few seconds, I was above water and breathing. Then I was flying. I spotted her. She had been right. The swarm now had its back to me. But she had only about 20 seconds before she hit the ocean. With dragon speed flying through the pain, I was behind them. One fiery breath and they were gone. Ha ha, you did it, she laughed while falling. I swooped under her and picked her up softly, placing her in the groove at the back of my neck. Just above the water, I climbed up. I breathed a fiery sigh of relief. She was safe. Look, Red, look. I turned to look at the floating city. It was exploding, one building after another. It's dead. He defeated the king. We won. I sighed again. Her father's dream logic worked after all. Everything turned out fine and she was finally in tune with it since that is the only thing she had known since birth. And indeed she was so finely tuned she knew what would come next. He's going to jump red. We have to pick him up. Almost immediately I saw Dragonfather leap off the top of an exploding building and away from the city. I picked him up just as I did her, but unlike his daughter, he was never in danger. Dreamers never are. They can just wake up and go to that other world that I have never seen. I brought them back to Bonnie's revenge. We had to say our goodbyes, for that had been too much for me. But I need to rest. I will tell you the last of it tomorrow. Told by the Red Dragon. Tags, Joy, the Red Dragon, Justin, the Flying Flies. So, I always tell you that uh, Joy is going to be a, a future heroine, that she is going to save the world, because this is an adventure story, and that's what happens, and those will be the stakes. But uh, we watch her grow up, and look, she's been having adventures from age zero, and now she's five and a half, and she can handle herself. She saved the Red Dragon, who is far more immense and big and powerful than she is. And she can read her father's moves um, as if they are one person. And she lives a life of adventure. And that is part of what makes her up. Now, here she is age five and a half. Uh, and the first season is ages two to six, and we jump around in time. We never actually reach six. When the book comes out in the beginning of next year, in 2021, uh, we are going to see what happens at age six. Basically, this is everything that happened before, where she finds out that she can leave her father's dreams and go to other dreams. And will all this help her when she finds out where she lives? Well, we'll have to see. But this is who she is. She's like, she's just a few months before that happens now. And this is where she's at. 
So, join us tomorrow as we see, as we say our goodbyes to the Red Dragon for now. And now, the credits. The Squash Buckler Diaries are written and read by me, Guy Hassan. If you want to know more about the Squash Buckler Diaries, check out the website, guyhasson.com, which is G-U-Y-H-A-S-S-O-N.com. The theme music is called Brash Gentleman and is by Thomas Herodek. I will talk to you again tomorrow in the dream. <coughs> ah okay, sorry about that. So, so, slightly sick.